What does barbecue mean to you? It's all about family. Good food. Summertime and friends. Of nostalgia. A whole lot of tasty. Soul-filling, belly-filling goodness. All of my favorite foods. A cultural touchstone. For me, it's a tether to the people who came before me. Getting together with family and friends. Coming to you from the basement studio at Eat More Barbecue World Headquarters, this is episode 226 of Canada's Barbecue Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Sanderson, and I thank you all for tuning in, downloading, listening in, however you're making it all happen. Thanks so much, I do appreciate it. From a couple of best friends that started out cooking for other friends, to the Food Network and hundreds of thousands of followers on social media, the Grill Dads have been on quite a journey. And to quote Canadian rock icon's lover boy, they are loving every minute of it. Mark and Faye joined me this week to share their story and talk about their journey. Make sure to listen in to the end of the podcast for details on how you can win a full set of the Grill Dads Rubs and Brines. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by the Motley Q 2022 Competition Bounty Program. For the last couple of years, Motley Q's amazing products have been winning awards in multiple sauce and seasoning contests, like the best sauce on the planet. Competition barbecue cooks have also been receiving calls using Motley Q products at competitions all over the world, so this year Big Joe and Jess are looking to add to the winning. In 2022, when you use Motley Q products and win a category or a GC, you'll get some extra jangle in your pockets. It's as simple as this. Use Motley Q products in a sanctioned competition and take some pictures or video as proof. When you win a category or GC, email Motley Q the proof, and they will send you $250 as a bonus for continuing the winning. They will most likely do a post about your win, but will not share any pictures or video you don't want out there. Your secrets are safe with them. Visit motleyq.ca, that's M-O-T-L-E-Y-Q-U-E dot C-A, and click on the Barbecue Bounty Program tab at the top of the screen to get all of the details. The road to fame and fortune for my guests this week started humbly cooking dinner parties and barbecues for friends. Those events grew larger, and these longtime best friends parlayed that into restaurant pop-ups, television appearances, and social social media stardom. The Grill Dads now have their own show on Food Network and have released a new cookbook that aims to show you that you can, in fact, cook virtually anything on a grill. Mark and Faye are the Grill Dads, and they join me here on Canada's Barbecue Podcast. Welcome to the show, guys. Hello, thank hello. You, thank you. Hello. Hey, uh... Before we get into a little bit about yourselves and your story, question I ask everyone, and Mark, we'll start with you. Uh, what does barbecue mean to you? Uh, well, this is all right. Grab something to drink, Ryan. It's gonna take a second. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, um, so when we started this, we very intentionally went with the name, the Grill Dads, right. not the Barbecue Dads. So for us, like, like growing up having a barbecue meant cooking hamburgers and hot dogs on a gas grill. And that was upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't eating barbecue. That was having a barbecue. Right. Right. Yeah. But now the differentiation for us is that a grill is a tool and barbecue is a cuisine. Right. So a grill is something you can cook anything on. Barbecue is low and slow with smoke. So we always, you know, work really hard to differentiate that because we, of the cooking that we do um, is grilling, not barbecue. Right Now, we love doing pork shoulders. Um, We just did a um, uh, pork collar a couple weeks ago. Uh, We turned into some pulled pork sandwiches, and then we made pulled pork hot dish. I don't know if you have that up in Canada, but if not, you should. Hot hot, Uh, dish. We'll maybe explain that a little after. But And, um, 
you know, so for us, like we do cook some barbecue, but for me personally, like besides that, you know, like that differentiation, mm-hmm. yep. uh, I, I usually think a little more international, um, you know, when I think of barbecue, okay. you know, like barbacoa, for example, yep. um, more so than American barbecue, but right. I love it all. Awesome. Awesome. Fair. Anything to add to that, Vic? Nah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's the same thing. I mean, it's just, we, we are constantly asked, the. Uh, the question is like, oh, you know, what's your guys' favorite thing to barbecue? And we're, you know, it's just, it's funny from a verb to a noun to just the way we describe things. But Mark, you know, we always, we, we interchangeably say the same thing consistently yeah. is, you know, grilling is a tool, barbecue is a cuisine, and we are not the barbecue dads. We are specifically teaching people how to make grilled peach salad with burrata cheese and edible flowers, which you typically wouldn't find from a lot of the barbecue guys. Not, not a whole, no, that's a little, uh, a little you know, what's funny. Uh, someone also, we had another interview recently as a written interview and the person was like, what was your aha moment with barbecue? I'm like, I spent 14 hours cooking a brisket and the aha moment was at the end when I wish I'd ordered a pizza instead of cooking. the brisket. <laughs> Cause yeah. it was such, I mean, first of all, dinner was seven hours late. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're not we've really. All been, the, we've all been there. Yeah, yeah. We don't do a lot of low and slow for a couple of reasons, but yeah. you know, we really enjoy uh, using the tools that uh, the grilling gods have provided us. So. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, a little bit of background info on yourselves, Faye. Uh, you're in Los Angeles, correct? I am. Yeah, I live in LA. Yep. And uh, I uh, started my career in advertising. So I was in advertising for 20 years, and. Uh, I came from a really big agency. Actually, they had an office in Toronto and a few okay. other places um, as well. But then I opened my own agency called Omelet. And then most recently, I left there five years ago or so, um, kind of was creatively stifled. Mark also worked there, uh, but it was a pure creative shop. So I've been a creative my, my entire career and have worked in that capacity. And then, uh, yeah, we found somehow these two faces for radio, <laughs> yeah. uh, or in this case, podcast found uh their way in front of a camera yeah awesome yeah and mark you mentioned uh, new york that's home for you originally or yeah grew up upstate new york um born in rochester so okay. we used to uh hop across the lake there and go to uh the other side of the falls and watch some uh blue jays games right, whenever right. the yankees were in town yeah. so yeah. uh yeah we were uh Canada adjacent in awesome. upstate New York. Yeah. <laughs> and Faye, is that home for you as well out that way? No, no, I'm from Ohio. I'm You're from rural okay. Ohio. Yep. Yeah. All right. right in the middle of the state of Ohio. Right. right on. Right on. And you guys were working together in Los Angeles. Is that where you got to know each other? Uh, college days, actually. College, okay. We've we've known each other for 25 years. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, so, yeah college, yeah. different colleges, but at the same time, both in Ohio. Okay. Um, right. We had mutual friends and... Um, when I, I was working as a tour manager and audio engineer in the music business, and Faye um, was our most grown-up friend, and he had a real job in an apartment <laughs> in New York City. Which so is funny how now that I'm 46, it's switched. So yeah. I'm the most immature friend yeah, that they he, have. Yeah, Faye peaked at 22 and a half. It was uh, <laughs> it was it was a good year, though. It really was. It was a great year. It was yep. a great year. Yeah, yeah. the projection TV and a. Yeah, no place story. It was amazing. Yeah. And Chris, Stab- Chris but, Stapleton uh, has a song about that, doesn't he? Yeah, so I we would. You're right. uh, whenever I was in New York, I would crash at his place, um, and uh, take a hotel buyout on the tour and stay at his place. And then usually you're there for a couple days, even though there's only one show. Mm-hmm. Um, so my way of saying thank you was uh, cooking a big meal for when uh, Faye and roommates got home and. 
Um, and that's kind of when we started cooking together and, right. and then Faye moved to LA and then a couple of years later I ended up out there and, um, every weekend we were firing up the grills every weekend. Nice. Yeah. So Mark, for you, where does the, the cooking interest come from? Was that just out of necessity or something you grew up with? Or? I, I've been attracted to do it since I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always loved to cook. You know, when I was like five years old, I wanted to be the one to pour, the noodles into the right. boiling water for the mac and cheese. But, you know, uh, Faye's heard this a thousand times, but for me, like the real aha moment was, um, you know, we were staying with my grandparents while we were, we're moving, we're waiting for a house to move into. And we stayed with my grandparents for a couple months and it was like five o'clock in the morning and I smelled something delicious. And I got up and went outside and it was still dark outside. And standing over the Weber kettle grill was my Italian grandfather, Francis Mazzarelli, making grill and pork chops at five in the morning with the uh, pepernata. What's the, is that what it's called, Faye? The pickled peppers? I think so, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, holy crap, this is, this is legit. (laughs) And then I got a job working at a restaurant uh, as a busboy. And then the, they had a Sunday brunch and the omelet chef called in sick. And I was like, Hold my bus tub. I'm going in. And I started flipping omelets. And I was right just on. like, dude, this is awesome. Yep. How about you, Faye? Where does that uh where is that Mine's quite 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 different. Growing yeah. up in the middle of Ohio, uh, we had a delivery service called the Schwan Man that was Schwan. a refrigerator and freezer truck that would okay. come to the end of our lane because we were in such rural area. So right. I mean, my food exposure was typically in a frozen box or it was some type of God awful meatloaf yep. that Cheryl, my mom, would make. It's just like I actually started cooking because I didn't want to die. I didn't want to starve to death. And I, mm-hmm. I, I was an athlete in school, and you know I needed to get better stuff for fuel in my body. So mm-hmm. I, I started cooking at a pretty young age, uh, just because I was I, I, honestly I didn't want to eat my mom's food anymore. Yeah, there's the necessity, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like a necessity <laughs> for me. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep. So then uh, I guess talk about how the kind of the grill dads came to be. You touched on it that, you know, cooking for friends, uh, bar- dinner parties, barbecues, and uh, it kind of grew yeah. from there, right? Well, mm-hmm. you know, we've always both been people that like to have a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. And for a while, advertising was that because you're coming up with ideas for brands to execute on, to create content, advertising campaigns, whatever it is. Um, but as the ad agency you know, we're running was, uh, getting more and more serious, more people. All of a sudden there's 130 employees and we're doing sales forecasting and, uh, reviewing timesheet cards and doing all the shit that you never wanted to do. (laughs) Yes. Um, and the cooking just kind of organically became our creative outlet. Um, more and more. And, and people were like, Hey, you should do something with this. And first we looked at buying a restaurant. Um, my dad put the kibosh on that, thankfully. Um, he's a commercial commercial banker um, for 35 years. And he's like, let me let me tell you why you're not doing that. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so we, we decided we we're going to start this thing. Originally, it was called Dads on Grills. And then uh, apparently it's hard to say the R when you say dad's on grills really yeah. fast. Yep. And <laughs> people thought we were into something totally a different. different show. So That's a different we, YouTube channel. Yeah. A little, a little uh, different podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that is a different website. Yeah, that yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, so, Dark um, web. Yeah. so we, you know, we started to uh, 
think about how to make this grill dad's thing real. And originally we were just going, Hey, let's get a website, do an outdoor kitchen with some cameras and do some recipes for people. Mm -hmm. But we came up with a show idea, made a Kickstarter video, uh, sent it to Mark Summers, um, food network. Uh, also he was the host of double dare, but he had a big career after that at the food network. He got us in touch with Guy Fieri, who invited us on his show. We won it, and all of a sudden, um, the idea of the Grill Dads went from a casual side hustle of doing fun recipes on the internet to um, to a very busy, very cool, very fun thing. Yeah, no doubt. So when was it, when did that kind of? What's the timeline there with the uh, the show and everything? 2017 17 okay. and 18 was like the first parts of it um when we won the reality show and yeah. then kind of after that this is right before the pandemic obviously everything went to hell in a handbag yeah, in the no pandemic doubt, no. but we kind of packed in our two primetime shows right before the pandemic okay. basically um and then we ever since then you know have been really working on developing our social um we you know we also at that time we developed a, an entire spice line that was spiceology right. yep. and we have brines and these really beautiful blends for other protein and vegetables and all sorts of stuff um and then you know we started to think about merch yeah and kind of thinking about it like you know a lot of people are like oh i wish i could have somebody that says the grill dad's on i want to give it to my uncle my cousin my friend my neighbor whatever so we started to make some stuff there and i think the most successful to date, I think one of the largest things that we've recently, you know, had really great success with, which is our our best selling cookbook, the best growing cookbook ever right. written by two idiots, yep. uh, is is now this just mega success thing that we have, and we're incredibly proud of it. And you know, it's sold out twice on Amazon, and Target sold out of it. I mean, so we've we've had to reprint a couple times, which is pretty significant for us um, being first timers. Um, but I think that little stamp on there that says future New York times bestseller, <laughs> that probably helped us out sure. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to get legal clearance to include that on the cover. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, good. Cover yourself, right? So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Just in case. <laughs> so I, I, I was looking and it doesn't, at least that I could find, uh, the show isn't available on food network Canada appears that. Your understanding uh, so or? it still runs up there, but okay. we just don't know when. Oh, it's just kind it's of, interesting. Yeah. The the Food Network doesn't tell us anything about where anything is airing. I ah, gotcha. Um, so. so down here in the states, um, you know, it's on the Discovery app and uh, Hulu and Amazon Prime. Okay. okay. Uh, and I think uh, YouTube Red is that still a thing? YouTube, there's uh, well, it's also Google Play and iTunes has it. So okay. I mean, yeah. you're, all all your outlets have the shows, yeah, so but just, uh, as far as actively running, I mean, we we get fans that write us who are like, "Oh, we just saw you last night from New Zealand." And we're like, "Huh?" Yeah. No, it's yeah. it's even more cryptic than that. They'll email us yeah. and they'll say, "Hey." How'd you guys make the sandwich? Oh, perfect. And we're like, yeah. Yeah. we're like, what sandwich what are you, are you talking about? The one you made yesterday. I'm like, the bologna and butter I had in my office while I was watching ESPN. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. And it turns out it's somebody in Poland who just saw an episode, and we had no idea yeah. that it was even airing in that country. Yeah. Uh, but that that's happened a bunch. But it's it's actually played more in Canada okay. than anywhere else. Okay. Anywhere else. Yeah. I'll have to Maybe. keep an eye and yeah, and look on the streaming services and stuff. So we'll, uh, we'll try to keep an yeah. eye out and look for it there. So tell me about the show. What was the, <laughs> what I was able to read, you were kind of going around and visiting places. Is that my understanding? Yeah, so Guy Fieri of diners, drivers yep. and dives was our executive producer. Right. Um, and you know, 
one of the things I think that we connected on creatively was doing a road show. Mm-hmm. Um, Faye and I really love to celebrate and support local restaurants. Yep. Um, so it felt really good to get out there in the world and, and give a platform to these people that are working 70 hours a week, trying to keep, uh, keep afloat, you know, with their restaurants and, and, and there are these neighborhood gems that would, it would be awful if they went away. Um, and so, yeah, I, I mean, I think, I mean, I don't know, over the 20 or so episodes, we, I think we went to 70 restaurants. Nice. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah, no, it was just, it was really fun. I mean, I think the the thing that we brought to the equation, which is what Guy really wanted us to explore, was the buddy comedy. You right. know, it's just yeah. like two two dudes. There really isn't a lot of that um, in food, if any at all. So I think, you know, he's like, well, you guys are, you guys are just funny together. And like, are we? Like, we're just, we've just known each other for so long, um, you know, and we have a little bit of a shtick, a little yep. bit of a thing, but, you know, it's pretty genuine because, you know, Mark and I, we're just... You know, we we vacation together. We've we've been places that we work together. We travel together. Um, you know, we're our kids love each other. So we, we kind of have just been, you know, homies for a very long time. So it's, it's kind of easy to, like, get each other's goats when you're, you know, out on the road. Um, but, you know, for some reason, we're still able to tolerate each other and keep doing it. So. Uh, well, Mark lives in Boise. I live in LA. That's probably why. Right. But yeah, yeah. yeah. A little distance makes it easier. Right? A little di- makes the heart grow fonder, <laughs> Ryan. Yeah. You know, hey, absence wait. makes the heart grow a little less cold. Yes. Right. That's what, <laughs> what they say. Yeah. My brother and I got much closer when we weren't living together. So it's uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So you t- you mentioned uh, social media, working on growing that. Uh, watching some of your videos and stuff, where does the, uh, where do the inspiration and the ideas for the recipes and stuff come from, Faye? <laughs> well, uh, you know, Mark and I had a brief a couple of years, about a year and a half, maybe two years ago. And we said, uh, what can we do that no one else can? Uh, which the answer is typically nothing. Everyone else can do better than we can, but we decided to do something called cooking together apart, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, uh, because we're in two separate places. We have the same setup, same cameras, same yeah. angles, etc. So, I'll toss Mark something yes. through the frame yep. and he catches it. So that was the brief. That was actually a brief for us. Like we we spent some real concerted time thinking about what we can do that no one else can. And, um, you know, bringing some levity to it and having fun with it and not being too serious, not being afraid to screw stuff up. We don't, you don't see us measuring precisely. Like we're definitely, uh, you know, a warrior, backyard warrior chefs um, yep. and cooks, um, you know, but we are, we're very proficient in making our food and recipes. But I mean, a lot of times to be brutally honest with you, Mark will be like, "Hey, man, I'm. Uh, we got to start. We got to film. You know, 21 recipes next week. You want to talk on Sunday and see what we're gonna do? I mean, it's like that. Yeah. Like a lot of times, and we just kind of come up with stuff. But I mean, we have because we're grilled dads. Our we get to use any cuisine. Yeah, exactly. we get to make anything we want. We're not pigeonholed into one specific thing. In fact, the beauty of what I think we're trying to do is show that we can do everything. Mm-hmm on the grill and it's more it's cooler than your oven because you know i've got fire and smoke now instead of just a heat source exactly so it's a heat heat source source. with other and a high much higher heat source yeah yeah awesome awesome Mm -hmm. uh kind of what's your philosophy behind using social media to grow your audience uh do you have set schedules for posting that sort of thing what's uh (laughs) yeah it's really regimented (laughs) 
I mean, here's the like, there's no, there's no neutral in social media. There's foot on the gas or foot on the brakes. Yeah. You know? Um, so you're either moving forward or rapidly backwards and you have to keep up. Um, and honestly, it's a pain in the ass and I resent the hell out of it quite frequently, Mm -hmm. but, um, (laughs) it's a lot of work. I mean, it's, it, I would say of all the stuff that we do, it takes up the more time than anything else on hands down. It also costs us the most money. I mean, with traveling to be with each other, uh, edit, help with editing, like all these different things. Um, mm-hmm. It's a huge investment of time and money. Yep. Um, so we try and be really strategic about it and do it well. Um, you know, for us, social media is one leg of the stool for the brand. Mm. I know a lot of people are trying to build their business on social media and have that be kind of where they live, which is great. Yeah. Uh, for us, we had, we got super lucky and were able to start with TV. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're really trying to build a brand that is focused around the modern dad and the lifestyle of being a modern dad. And our entry point for that conversation is grilling and food because it's universal. Yep. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're making a lot of investments, uh, in our website, uh, a lot of investments, um, with merchandise and, um, honestly just doing a lot of really cool partnerships, but social media for us, it's like, you know, it's whether you, uh, resent it, appreciate it, love it. The reality is when you're looking to do a brand deal, no matter where you come from, um, the brands are first thing they're going to do is look you up on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And see, yeah. you know, if we, if we go in there and talk a big game and then they look us up and we have 4,300 people and no views and no likes, um, it's not going to feel legit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah. And I think also just to echo that a little bit too is we're trying to bring value outside of a medium. So, just a specific medium. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times, Brands look at social media as a media buy, just like you're going to buy a TV ad here and put it on this network or run a show over here. Well, our proposition is we may not have the volume that some of the others have, Mm -hmm. but we have a lot of other outlets that we bring to the table. We also have the ability to be in front of a camera or in front of a crowd. So in a completely different way than just cooking. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we always say a lot of times we are as much entertainment as we are education. Right. Uh, when it comes to that. And uh, we get hired a lot to do jobs where it's for corporate groups or we're going to go to Stagecoach and do a cooking demo because they want us on stage to be able to have a bit of a, a fun, entertaining uh, interaction between the two of us and yep. get hype up the crowd. So that's a proposition that we like to bring to the table that most influencers do not because they don't get out of their social sphere. Gotcha. Yep. So, so you know, we just try and make the social fun. You know, it's like, hey, like we we haven't made pupusas before. Let's look up a bunch of recipes, order all the ingredients, and try and figure it out. Yeah. Um, and you know, and have fun doing oh, it, and get called out doing it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. brutally filleted, man. <laughs> yeah, posting, we love that. keep it coming. Yeah. yeah, posting the international stuff is. <laughs> Dangerous. really crazy <laughs> well we we don't look super international if you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so uh yeah. canada's international sure that's true yeah yeah it's all good yeah. it's all good it's all <laughs> good. some maple cookies and some poutine poutine exactly yeah poutine yeah smoky's poutine that's right <laughs> awesome uh let's talk uh the cookbook where did they uh, where did that come from who who where did the idea come from uh well, you know, 
a cookbook is really interesting. You know, I guess I, I'm feeling very peek behind the curtain-ish tonight. Yeah. The the economics of it are super shitty. I've so heard, yeah. yeah, there's no uh, reason to write a cookbook. That's yeah. Just, uh, well, it's like, funny to make money. I so we got the contract and I was able to read it before Faye did, and Faye was like, "What's the headline?" I'm like, "The headline is you don't make a cookbook for the money." Um, so so I didn't read the contract. Yeah. Well, I bought it, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I just said, I'm okay. You sign it. I don't care. Yeah. Um, you know, we had, um, I mean, there's a lot of different publishers out there that have different business models who are like a layer below like the big, big publishers. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's yeah. like, you know, there's like self-publishing people who are selling something they printed out at uh, FedEx office. Yep all the way up to, you know, the big, big publishers that are, you know, putting stuff in every brick and mortar in North America. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, there's benefits and drawbacks to each, you know, with the bigger publishers, um, you actually run into a lot of buyback liability. Okay. So if you do a big run with a big publisher, with a, a, a hardbound book, um, there could be obligation for buyback and that scares the shit out of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And then the small time people don't have the uh, marketing uh, ability to do it. So we kind of, honestly, we shied away from it for a little bit because it was, it's so much work. And if you're going to do it, I mean, this, it is the, you know, the woman, Megan Splon that helped us with this book. She goes, a, a cookbook is a, is a chef's business card, right? Yep. It's it, you know, it's something that you hand out. It's something that everybody looks at. And, and so we didn't take it lightly. And, and, you know, so for the longest time we got inquiries and we're like, no, 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 no. So finally we met with the folks at page street and, uh, we had the guys like, Hey, let's have a creative call. And he said, you know, what's, what's, how do you guys look at food? What's your lens? And we're like, you know, we like to be attain make, aspirational food but make it attainable right because we didn't go to culinary school we didn't we don't have any michelin stars um and so when people see us we always want them to say if those two idiots can do it i can do it right yeah make it and and the guy said it's he goes the best grilling cookbook ever written by two idiots that's the name of the book and we're like this is our spot this is it (laughs) okay Uh, yeah and 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 we went on this mission together to prove that you don't have to be a professional chef to make cool, aspirational, fun shit. And on top of that, um, you can do anything on the grill. And then, you know, so we we had our we had our um, our vision for the book, and we had our partner to do it. Nice. Well, and and they also let us from a language and tone standpoint. We wrote it. I mean, right. it was it's very much uh, you know owed to Mark and Faye the way that we wrote it. You know, we have our stupid little sophomoric things all throughout the book, and. You know, which is it's just little nods and little winks mm-hmm. at kind of just being buddies and just having some fun in life and doing yep. what we do, um, which we're really proud of because, you know, it's something that we even said to the publisher. If we do this with you, we're going to go all the way. And he said, I will take everything you got and I'll pull you back if I think. Yeah. And he didn't. They didn't pull us back. Perfect. And, you know, it's cool. Yeah. He kept we, kicking us in the butt to go. Yeah. To do more. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you found a yeah. good partner there in that case, right? So. Yeah. And plus, you know, they have McMillan as a dis- distribution partner. So that doesn't hurt either. Exactly. To be able to punch that thing out everywhere. So. Yep. Now, just jump back. Something you said there, Mark, about uh, publishing contracts, the buyback. <laughs> that would mean if you'd. If you'd printed, don't sell. Yeah. yeah, then you're you as the writers are on the hook for it. 
Correct. Yeah, yeah. Or, or a percentage of it. Sure. You know? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, no, I can see where that would be a little scary to get into, right? Yeah, like Target, Target, you could get really excited. I don't know. Did you guys have Target up? Not there? anymore. Uh, they were up here for a while and just didn't never caught on, and uh, they went away. So, um, so whatever your big box retailer is, yeah, you get excited. Walmart, they yeah. order ten thousand copies. Walmart. Yeah, yeah, we got. The, and you're yeah. oh, Walmart, great. Yeah. And you're like, that's awesome. Uh, but then uh, they could call you back two months later and be like, we're sending back seventy three hundred, mm-hmm. and they want their money back. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it, it's it's crazy how that works. Um, you think they would just, you know, I don't know. I, I never thought it would they could reverse an order like that until until we kind yeah. of learned about it. But it, well, it's I think scary. I think the book might. I think the book was translated into Canadian, so I believe it was. It's <laughs> in Walmart, right, Mark? Is it? Yeah, we had a we had a Mountie conversion. A Mountie conversion. Right. So Canadian knife. It's yeah. in, in Canadian. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was looking at it. I figured you it's were a, joking it's actually, there, but <laughs> it's actually the best grilling cookbook ever written by two idiots, eh? Hey, yeah, we got the add the yep. a in, and yeah. it's Canadian exactly. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I was looking online. Uh, Chapters Indigo is kind of our main retail bookseller up here. I didn't see it available there, but uh, sold out. Am, okay, and <laughs> of course, yeah. No, I'm scared. <laughs> uh, Amazon.ca, Amazon Canada. It, it was available there yeah. though, so it's uh, yeah. so folks, cool. uh, folks up north of the border here, you can find it uh, on Amazon here in Canada. So, uh, talk I think about- we also have metric measurements in the book. Oh, perfect. There you go. We we do except we, we don't do. use that for cooking up here. Crap! It's well, now, cu- it's cups and tablespoons and is it yeah, really? It's ridiculous. That's confusing. The, yeah, the you know, metric is some things and uh, you know distances <laughs> and temperature, but uh, a lot of other stuff. Uh, you know, somebody tells you how heavy they are in kilos. I've got no idea what that means. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. I don't want to know. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to know. What I, I it, it's less, so you're okay. Okay, I want to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Switching to kilos. There you Switching go. To kilos. Switching to diet, fam. Switching to kilos. <laughs> the kilogram diet. <laughs> but actually, that's good for some things, Mark, and not for others, uh, if you know what I'm saying. Down 110. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's, that's impressive. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talk about some of the recipes in the book. Uh, what are folks uh, going to find if they get in there? uh well i the steak chapter i think is our piece right i it's it's the most diverse and and we really take people on a journey from simple to freaking crazy awesome like adventurous Mm -hmm. um you know but for me like the my favorite recipe in the book is our chicken salt and buca okay um so saltambuca, Italian, uh, it's pan sauteed chicken cutlets, you know, with the uh, with the uh, sage and the you know all this beautiful like pan sauce, and it's I love it because it's the most stovetop meal that you could ever think of, and you would never think about it in the grill. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we actually make it with uh, bone in, skin on, chicken thighs. Um, that we, you know, we put a piece of sage under the skin and we actually make a salt and buca compound butter. Nice. And so right when the, the, the chicken comes off of the grill, we top it with that butter. Um, and it stays emulsified and just makes this sauce on top of the crispy skin. 
So now we've taken something and we've added the bone in flavor. We've added the crispiness of the skin and we've added the flavor of the grill, but you still get that classic salt and buka. Nice. Um, and it's, you know, for me, it's one of my favorites because it's like you never think about making that on a grill. Yeah. Different way of getting the same flavors, right? Yeah. Yep. More yep. flavors. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Faye, any uh, kind of favorite for you, Jump Out? I mean, I, I, I think the not meat section is really funny. It's a, uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan. I, I do a lot of grilling. Uh, well, we both do, but I mean, I'm a big vegetable guy. I love throwing stuff in the coals and yep. messing around with whole heads of cabbage and stuff like that. But I think one of the more interesting things is Mark and I made a twist. Again, it's another chicken dish, but because the steak speaks for itself. Like it's sure, just yeah. epic. That's yep. that section. Like we know how we know what we're doing, but there's a buffalo, ch- a ground buffalo chicken sandwich okay um which is pretty epic uh right next i think the next page is the um the italian chicken sausage smash burger nice which is another uh pretty incredible (laughs) innovation that we made i mean doing a a smash burger with chicken sausage is kind of epic and using fresh basil and a homemade pan sauce that we do on the sheet tray um just Pretty beautiful stuff um, yeah. in there on a nice, nice piece of bread. So we have some just honestly, we have some recipes in there that that people have been telling us they're eating every week. Yep, that uh, chicken smash burger is crazy. One of the best, yep. one of the best things we've developed in there for sure. Um, and then the dessert section we think is great because there's only one dessert in the right. dessert section. Yep. So yeah, okay. make it let's keep it simple. Right? And the section is keep called every grilled dessert you'll ever need to know how to make. Hey. Just, <laughs> well, and what is it then? I, I got to know. It's a grilled donut ice cream sandwich. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice and simple. That's it. <laughs> well, we do have a huckleberry sauce that we serve on top of it, which is this is true. Yeah. Pretty epic. Nice. Nice. After this, Mark and Faye talk about some of the brands they work with, like Meter and Ninja. And don't forget to listen into the barbecue news after the interview to find out how you can win a set of rubs and brines from the Grill Dads. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Township 27. Township 27 develops, produces, distributes, and sells the highest quality pantry spices, herbs, spice blends, sauces, salad dressings, and condiments for people who love food. All of their products are produced by hand in small batches, using only the highest quality ingredients to maintain the full flavor and freshness that their customers have come to expect. Township 27 has searched the globe looking for the finest ingredients to go into their products, and they are excited to share the bounty with you. All Township 27 products are gluten-free, cholesterol-free, MSG-free, and are pure with no added fillers or preservatives. Township 27 is proudly Alberta-owned and produce all of their products locally right in Rocky View County, Alberta. If you're looking for the best in spices, blends, sauces, and condiments, whether it be retail, wholesale, or bulk, check them out at www.township27.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you've got some partnerships with some different brands. Maybe give a shout out there and talk about how those, uh, what you're doing with some of those guys. And uh, We're so lucky. Yeah. yeah. We, have, we have so many, so many great partners. Yeah. Um, you know, one of them, we are actually I was just in a meeting with them today and we're going to film with them on Friday uh, is Meter, mm-hmm. the wireless thermometers. Yep. Um, I'm a big data freak. I love to know lots of information about what's happening. Um, you know, it's like you, you're doing a giant 15, 16 pound, uh, turkey in the grill and you can put a meter on each side and you know that 
one side of the grill is sorry guys i can only do fahrenheit so you're gonna have to like convert this oh, no but yeah. like one side of the grill could be 325 and the other side could be 283 again so we, we gotta, use fahrenheit for cooking so you're good oh good so you yeah. know you gotta like rotate it constantly yep. because the grill the, the grill's heating unevenly mm-hmm. um so and the wireless technology so those things are badass we're right. huge fans yep um We've been working now for about six months with this amazing beef company out of Nebraska called Certified Piedmontese. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, are those guys incredible. Uh, it's uh, P- Northern Italy. Yeah. So the Piedmont region of Italy is where the cow, uh, is, the breed is from. And they, it's funny, it's a great breed of cow, but Piedmont's not necessarily a great place to raise cattle to be consumed to eat. Yeah, it's uh, hilly, but they're, right? But they're... Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So in the foothills, yeah. So they brought them over to Nebraska, and the way they raise them in Nebraska, you get the best of both worlds, and they are, I mean, the most tender mm-hmm. steak I've ever had, uh, um, and as lean as chicken, which is another crazy thing. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Um, and then, and then we've got a major, major, major. Our, our one of our largest partnerships is Ninja. Right. It's the Shark Ninja Company. Yeah. We just uh, became the face, uh, the faces of their new Ninja Wood Fire Outdoor Grill. Yep. And we did something we've never done before. We filmed a full infomercial. Nice. <laughs> and uh, which was a was a trip, man. And uh, what's cool is that. Uh, we were so heavily creatively involved that we, we felt like we, I mean, we essentially wrote it with the team, mm. uh, which is a, an amazing thing that they trusted us enough to be, to bring our craft to it. And, and they've been doing, I mean, they're the experts at doing that stuff, yeah. but um, they kept, uh, they kept a lot of us in that infomercial uh, so much so that it feels like, you know, we're doing a show, which nice. is a, a really awesome thing to be a part of. Yep. Talk about that wood fire grill. It looks, it's an interesting looking, uh, grill there it's cool man you know it's, it's cool. when, when your whole business is the grilled ads yeah and somebody wants you to endorse a grill you take it seriously yeah um <laughs> and we were skeptical mm-hmm. um and they they sent you know they told us about the idea behind it and they sent the you know i think the first ones we got were actually handmade in in massachusetts by some engineers mm-hmm. um and we were blown away, honestly. Um, you know, the, the cool thing about them is there's a pellet hopper on the side and it's the size of a pack of cigarettes. Okay. So it's, it's, uh, or a deck of cards is probably a better example. And uh, don't smoke kids. Yeah. Um, so there's a, it's the size of a deck of cards. You fill it up and it ignites the pellets in there. Um, and their convection system creates negative pressure inside. So it draws the smoke in to the grill mm-hmm. now here's the cool thing so you get this epic wood fire flavor but the pellets aren't the heat source right okay so you can you can be cooking something at 450 degrees you can be roasting something and add wood fire flavor to it gotcha you could be air frying and you can add the wood fire flavor to it you can be dehydrating you know okay every feature you can decide oh, to add the smoke because it's an electric grill it is electric to, i was gonna to, ask to let everyone know it's an electric grill right okay so you plug this thing in yeah right nice. which means it's incredibly efficient mm-hmm. and it doesn't run out of fuel because yeah. it's electricity so uh, but what Mark's to Mark's point, like the fact that the pellets aren't the heat source mm-hmm. is absolutely mind blowing because you're talking about 70 to 80% more smoke than you can get from a Traeger. Right. Period. 
because they're using the pellets as the heat source, which means it's going to have to burn at a higher rate. Therefore, you're, it's going to be using it a lot faster. Therefore, not going to get nearly as much smoke flavor. Mm-hmm. These guys have nailed it. And it does like nine things, 10 yeah. functions. It's yeah, ridiculous. You're saying the air frying and baking yeah. and all yeah. of it. And yeah. yeah. I mean, the, you know, pellet grills too. Like if, if, if you're running them really hot, which by the way, I think most pellet grills misrepresent their performance at the high temperatures. Yeah. Most. I'll say most. Yeah, that's so a, that, a common complaint. Yeah, yeah, most. yeah for sure. Um, Everyone that uses them knows. Yeah. yeah. And so the other, but the other issue is if you're looking for that wood smoke fire flavor and you're at 450 degrees in a pellet grill, they're burning so hot. There's yeah. no smoke. Yeah. It's exactly. a clean, yeah. it's such a clean, clean burn. Yeah. You're not getting it. So now you've got an inefficient heat source with this pellets falling into a metal can that's lighting them. Mm-hmm. And you're not getting the flavor either, you know? Um, so if you're using the wood fire at 450 degrees, you've got a superheated plate underneath and you've got a full convection system in the lid with a heating element in it. So, um, I mean, it, it well, well, so fast. Well, I was just going to say what that means is you're cooking for the majority of things in a quarter, a third or a quarter of the time. Right. Like so fast that you don't think it's going to be done. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, for, like I remember when Mark and I, there, there's no way that's done. Lift it up, take a, one of our thir- you know probes and put it in there and it's done. We've yeah. blown stuff before, but because we and thought there's no way it can be finished. It's like the first time I've overcooked a steak in like 10 years. Yeah. yeah, because I put these uh, petite tenders on there. Do you guys? Yep. Is that a cut you guys use up there? Yep. Dude, that's a great cut, by the way. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna go inside for. I w- I set my timer for six minutes. Went inside, um, to get some vegetables to put on the grill while the while the steak was resting. Came out, steak was at 147 degrees. I'm like, oh, I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> I can't believe I yeah. just did that. No, he actually called me. He goes, you're never going to believe what I just did. <laughs> and I was like, what? He's like, I, I blew a steak. I'm like, what? I'm like, yes, he said that. He hasn't said that in a decade. Yep. I'm like, literally, yeah. can't believe it. So, yeah. Wild. Awesome. Well, that sounds like a... And one other one cool other partner, because yeah. um, I know I know you can buy it up there. Um, we have our own spice line with Spiceology. Yep. yep. Um, so, uh, we have three salt and pepper rubs. Uh, salt and pepper, three chili, salt and pepper, uh, Mexican chili and chocolate, and then salt and pepper with sour cream and onion. Nice. Um, and those are salt and pepper rubs. I mean, one of our biggest complaints with rubs is that there's sugar and paprika and somewhere in there is salt. Mm. Um, and the, the problem with that is you don't, the only thing you really need with the meat is salt. Yeah. Everything else is a nice to have. So if it's ingredient number seven on this list, buried behind garlic powder, paprika, and brown sugar, how are you supposed to know if you're adequately salting the protein? Yeah. So we went with a salt and pepper rub where we've got the perfect balance that was inspired by Central Texas and their barbecue rubs, mm-hmm. which are almost like 50-50 by weight salt yeah. and pepper. Yeah. And then we added fun flavor profiles to them yeah. that would complement but like the three chili, for example, you would never take a bite of a steak that you use that on and say, that's, oh, wow, that's spicy. What you're going to say is, wow, that's a great steak. Yeah. And then after bite number six or seven, you're like, oh, my gosh, I think there's actually a little bit of heat in here, too. Mm-hmm. So it's really about like subtle, fun compliments. 
And then mm-hmm. we have um, our uh, Juicy Birds, which we're so happy about, and it's so timely for right now. But yeah. we have three different um, uh, dry brines. Okay, yep. Nice. Mm-hmm. Awesome, yeah. Spiceology, great brand there. So you're uh, working with an excellent, great quality is what they're known for. So that's a, a yep. great partner Maps. there. So. Real, absolutely. real ingredients. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Then uh, swag on the website, uh, all that good stuff. Yeah, I think uh, everything's everything's there. Um, in fact, if you'd like, um, we can send you. We'll send you some stuff. But like oh. for maybe you want to run a little promotion for one of your listeners, and they can win a, a, a complete girl dad set of spices and brines. Well, that's awesome. We'll send, we'll send that up to you. Yeah, we'll figure something out there. That's awesome. That's uh, we'll do something cool. there. Yeah, awesome. That's cool. great, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Um, where to find you? What's the uh, social media channels? What's the best way to Google us? Yeah, Google I mean, it's everything. Just Google the Grill Dads. Yep. <laughs> everything is at the Grill Dads. All the social media. The uh, website. Yep. Uh, and then you know we've we've invested a lot of time and energy this year into the GrillDads.com. So I think we have over sixty recipes there now. Yep. So we're doing more overviews on social media, and then you can get the full recipes. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the grilldads.com and printable versions. Yeah. Yep. And then you can sign up for a newsletter there and we send out a couple um ideas for things to grill each week with links to the recipe. So um yeah, we're trying to be like a grown up business and have a website and stuff. So <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that leads into a question I did have. Is this a full time thing for you guys now? Well uh, it is. Yep. <laughs> I mean it's it's fifty hours a week, yeah. but the, um you know, Faye uh, is still doing tons of um, creative direction okay. and adverti- in the advertising world. Um, and- it's, it's getting less and less and less and less and less because this thing is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. That's so the, that's the idea, right? And I own a yeah. company here in Idaho that does um, water and fire damage restoration okay. for the insurance industry. Yep. So yep. that um, that takes up a, a good chunk as well. So. We're not splitting forty or fifty hours a week between two. We're just doing like oh, two yeah. full time jobs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's that's often the way it goes, right? With these sorts of things, uh, until you get to that breaking point, and uh, hopefully for you guys that comes uh, comes soon, right? Well, I think it's uh, <laughs> we we may have hit that and gone past that point, but we're still trying to figure out how to manage the other things that we've currently built right. um, as yeah. entrepreneurs. You yeah. know, Mark and I have been entrepreneurs for a long time, and I think it's good to diversify and have other stuff, but uh, I will say this, that um, there's really no end in sight for us, especially what Mark said earlier, you know, this quest to represent the modern dad is something that uh, we're very passionate about. We don't see anyone in the market in general that really does represent the modern dad is that archetype that you want to look at. And I think we're transcending cooking um, and starting to get into more lifestyle. Um, you know, we've we've done clothing company deals now. We're about to um, we'll be able to announce this partnership uh, shortly. But you know, a very large beer company nice. um, as well. So I mean, we're we're kind of you know, there's a few automobile companies that are looking at us. Um, you know, we've done a few, few commercials. Our agents now are looking to get us into some more stuff as well. And then you know, we do have a couple of shows that we're looking at developing with. Yep. Some other brands, some other uh, networks, in fact. Awesome. Um, so we're kind of tentacles everywhere. It's yep. just kind of what Mark and I do. We're we're pretty ADD-ridden manic guys, so yep. we just keep doing it. Keep going yep. and uh, run with what sticks, right? 
Yeah, it's fun. You know, we're, it's, we're, we're having it's, a blast. Yeah, We've built a real business to the point where it is financially viable for us to only do this. Yeah. The, the phase point, it's just like we've had, uh, you know, <laughs> iron fire on some other things, which uh, yeah. it wasn't like we just worked for a bank <laughs> and we're like, hey, today's the day we're done working <laughs> as a, you know, a yeah. loan officer. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not going to be an insurance adjuster anymore. I'm going to do this full time. Yeah. Um, it's all, you know, <laughs> T- tougher to walk it's away when it's something you've built, right? Like you said, you talk yeah. about your, uh, your other businesses, yeah. the stuff you've built. So you don't want to just walk away from that. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, my company has 15 awesome employees, yeah. um, you know, with their livelihoods tied to the company and they're like family. I mean, there's really no reason to not do it. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, except for sleep. Sleep no, would be the reason. Overrated, I hear. So. That's overrated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you guys are cooking at home, what's uh, what's in the backyard for you? Oh, as far as the hardware, or yeah. as far as what are we making? Gr- uh, grills. What do you? Uh, yeah. I mean, Mark and I. Well, you mean we only have one now? You know that of we course, only have a ninja, ninja wood, wood fire. fire right? Yeah. Sorry. Grill. Silly Ryan, question. That's, silly question. That's the Ryan. only. <laughs> It's a silly question, Ryan. We only use that grill now. Uh, you know, look, Mark, Mark and I, it's funny when you go on the Food Network and then you make some stuff and you go online, people are like, can I send you a grill? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so for a period of time, Mark and I said, sure. And they sent them. Yep. And they sent a lot of them. And we got a lot of them. We have so many of my, them that. My wife was like, our backyard <laughs> looks like a grill store. And I was like, thank you. And she's yeah. like, that's not a compliment. That's not a compliment. <laughs> I was like, oh, we have uh, different goals. Yes. Yeah, I think at w- one point we had 15 or 16 apiece. And wow. it, everyone you could think of from Blackstones to Traegers to Camp mm-hmm. Chefs to Green Eggs to Beefers to Locos, you name it. Um, yeah. We we have consciously purged mm-hmm. uh, and we're consciously continuing to purge. And we are also not so money-hungry influencer people that we feel the need to take all this stuff. Yeah. Um, we've donated everything that we have to people nice. uh, as well. Yeah. Um, and we do a lot of charity work. Mark and I both do. We do a lot of cooking for people and for first responders, especially over the pandemic, we were very active uh, in doing that. And we go up to help guy cook for firefighters um, right. yep. in uh, Northern California. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, as far as our daily drivers, we're, we use the Ninja all the time now, but you know, we do have fun. Flat tops. We still love to crank up the, you know, the XL big green eggs. Um, we love charcoal. We love that flavor. Yeah. We, I love to cook in the coals. <laughs> so we use that a lot. And then um, we've got a Napoleon propane grill that just won't quit, man. Yeah. It is a pretty awesome machine that we use all I the have time. A, I have a, a – we well, all that stuff. We both have pizza ovens. Mm-hmm. Um and you, you've got a major pizza oven. Yeah, I've got mine's the real it, deal. His is the, it, I, I have a nice, nice smaller pizza oven. Mark's got mine's from mine's from Tuscany. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I have a pull behind trailer, uh, like big, like you know, converted propane tank. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, um, offset grill as well. Nice. Nice, yeah. nice, yeah, yeah. I've been uh, got four in my backyard, and my wife, uh, much like you, uh, that's we, we've tapped out there. So. What's more? What do you have? Uh, I've got my Weber propane. I know a lot of people in the barbecue industry uh, kind of scoff at propane, but uh, 
Some days those you just got to fire. People are losers. Well, those yeah. people have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, sometimes you just you need to just cook something quick, right? I don't have time to wait for charcoal to heat up. So uh, got that. I got my Weber kettle, which I love cooking on. I do have a, an Oklahoma Joe offset, mm-hmm. and uh, my the comp- I started doing competition barbecue last year, and our team has a uh, a barrel sponsor, so we've got uh, Barrel Boss Q is the brand. Uh, cool. I've got one of their uh, their uh, barrel cookers as well. So. Awesome. Yeah. I've always wanted to try that. The uh, are, the that's barrel. awesome. Oh, yeah. Great fun to cook on. Seems like a smart way to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, what's funny. We hate when people are snobs. Yeah. About grills. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, it, you know, when people, we, the most common question we get um, on social media um, besides what happened to you um, <laughs> is what, type of grill should I get? Ah, yep. And yeah, we always that. ask, yeah. what's your budget? And what are the three things that you're going to most commonly cook on the grill? Yeah. How much and effort then, do you want to put into it? Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then, you know, some people, they just don't want the effort. But yeah. dude, you know what? Cooking on a, a propane grill uh, outside is still 10 times better than cooking on your stovetop. Yep. Um, and well, here's the, here's the other thing. Those assholes that tend to bag on other grills only know how to make three things on one grill. Exactly. So they are not, I don't even consider them grill. They can't even use other grills. Yeah. So like for me, they're so myopic. I just laugh about it. I'm like, go make your brisket, your pork shoulder, and maybe your hot links, but go yeah. away. Yeah. Like you have no idea. And what please about. save me a hot link. There, of yes. Course. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry for that comment. Can I please have a hot links? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I'm, you know, I'm at work all day. Uh, got something going on in the evening. We're we're doing some sausage for dinner. It, it's got to be quick. I'm going to fire up the propane. Right? It's as uh, simple as sure. that. So nothing wrong with that. And nope. It's gonna, you know what? It's gonna taste great too because like not all the flavor and grilling and barbecue comes from the smoke. No, no. So you know the the mired reaction that happens on the meat from the high temperature that you mm-hmm. can get on a propane grill tastes freaking amazing. Yeah, you're still getting the fat dripping down onto the it's still onto exactly. the grill coming back up. You're getting some of that. So yeah. And your whole your entire house doesn't smell like beef fat for three exactly. days. And 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 you can drink beer as equally as easy with a propane grill as exactly. you can with another kind. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. Ah. See? Screw them. Screw those guys. Screw those guys. <laughs> You're like the people in high school that as soon as a band got popular said they weren't good anymore because yes. they were too afraid to like something that <laughs> yeah, was pop- yeah. in pop. Hey, I only did that a couple times, Come man. On. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, guys. Last question I ask uh, everybody. It, it's dinner time. You got one of your, uh, the Ninja Wood Fire fired up in the backyard. What's uh, what's kind of the go-to for you? Faye? <laughs> I, I, I'm going I'm to answer for Mark. <laughs> He's going to order a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> no, my my go-to meal that my family gets super excited about um, is just grilled chicken leg quarters. Um, you know, I do, you know, I use our dry brines um, and just put them in, in there, skin side up. Put them on roast at 450 degrees. They're done in like 22 minutes. And the skin is like glass and that's smoky and the meat is super juicy. Um, We do that with some uh, green beans and saffron rice and it's just 
awesome. Yes. I, I mean, I just made myself hungry. There you go. Yeah. Again, well, I think for me with my fiance and my 13-year-old, we really enjoy having flank steak street tacos. So I'll make grilled corn and do making a lote. Zoe will make some uh, of her special guacamole, and uh, Christy uh, will, you know, make a lot of the tomato and the accoutrements and pico and stuff like that. And we just love to put all that stuff together, grill some street, the little street tacos, and just pound those down with some hot sauce. I mean, that's like a super simple, fast and easy go-to that we all love. Yep. I was uh, watching the, the, the tri-tip uh, street taco video. That was, uh, those were looking pretty. Yeah. Good. Those are tasty, man. Yeah. yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. Kind of an underrated cut of meat there. So uh, we agree. <laughs> Brian, if <laughs> you could lot. only have, if you could, we're going to ask you a question uh-oh, now. Oh, yeah. If you could only have one steak cut for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably ribeye. Yeah. Yeah. OG going traditional, yeah. huh? Yeah. Ribeye or cool. strip or strip line. A strip line. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're popular for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. They are so, good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. What's your uh, What's yours? Uh, probably pecania. Mm. Yeah. Um, I haven't done that enough. I've only actually done it once, so. Oh my you god! You need to you I mean, need to hit that. You need to hit that because there's yeah. so many beautiful. I mean, you're making. It's, that's when you make your chimichurris and yeah. do all your cool sauces with it. Like it's yeah. more tender than a strip loin. Yeah, as the uh, as much beef flavor as a chuck a, a chuck or ribeye. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, you know it's it's it has that you know it, it's as richer you know on the on the ribeye end, mm-hmm. but it's. I mean, it's like it's it's just kind of the best of all worlds. Yeah, we 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 eat it. I mean, probably too much. Like it's just it's one of those cuts that Mark and I constantly make. The other thing is we make a lot of that most people don't is flank. We just yeah. make a ton of flank steak. And by the way, certified Piedmontese, their flank steak. I mean, it's legitimately leaner than chicken. So you can't really get away from. I mean, it's such a good protein to eat. It's yeah. so flavorful. It's got such a robust flavor in it. But it's not overbearing. It's mm-hmm. never overbearing. And man, does it go well with any sauce? You know, nice. anything you want to make. Yeah, so, no, there's from a, salads yeah. to tacos. Yeah, there's a farm up here that's raising the Piedmontese. I'm gonna have to track them down and oh. uh, give them a try. So, yeah, yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, I don't know if certified Piedmontese can ship international. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I hadn't that's, heard that's of it other than uh, through you guys. But uh, that's a touchy thing. It I know. Is, yeah, crossing borders, it uh, gets a little tricky. Mm-hmm. So. I do that for a living, so I know that. Uh, I know the cows up there only have three legs, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just walk in a circle. <laughs> yeah, and the udders on top. Yep. It's weird. It is. Yeah, strange Canadian cows. Yeah, fun to milk them when you're riding them, though. Yeah, that's right. Makes <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> dual purpose. Oh, dual purpose. That's, that's, that's right. Yeah. That's yeah. got a Saskatchewan rodeo. Oh, hey, c- careful! My wife's from there. I got to be careful there. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> awesome guys well thanks so much for doing this lots of fun chatting with you and uh we'll be kind of watching to see what's uh what's coming next and folks uh thegrilldads.com uh, at the grill dads and uh check out that cookbook on amazon and wherever else you might find it so awesome guys thanks cool. so much for doing this appreciate it thank you man thank you for doing what you're doing we yeah. appreciate you awesome thanks brother thank you 
You are listening to Canada's longest-running barbecue podcast, and it is time now for some barbecue news, brought to you by the Barrel Boss Q, a family-owned and operated small business in Leduc County, Alberta, and the manufacturer of the original Canadian drum smoker. Whether it's in the backyard or on the competition circuit, Kelly Troy and the Barrel Boss Q team are driven by the desire to watch their clients showcase their cooking talents, to slow down a bit and spend some quality time with family and friends. From entry level all the way to fully loaded models, Barrel Boss Q has the charcoal drum smokers and accessories you need to be the barbecue boss of your block or maybe get a walk at the next competition. Shipping to customers across Canada and the U.S., Barrel Boss Q spends time talking to their clients to make sure each and every smoker they make is special and meets the needs of the customer. Barrel Boss Q is honored to be a part of their customers' barbecue journeys. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook and visit them at BarrelBossQ.ca. That's B-A-R-R-E-L-B-O-S, the letter Q.ca. And tell them you heard about them on the Eat More Barbecue podcast. Well, the World Food Championships are happening in this weekend coming up in Dallas, Texas. And we have some great Alberta representation competing with three friends of the podcast making the trip south. Good luck to Motley Q competing in the burger category, and to the notorious PIG and Edmonton Smokers and Barbecue Supply, competing in the barbecue category. Up here in Alberta, where winter has settled in, we do have some barbecue joints on the move. Jane Bond Barbecue here in Calgary has announced this past week that they will be opening a second location in downtown Calgary, right by the Saddle Dome and Stampede Grounds at 230 11th Avenue Northeast in the old Grumman's Deli location. The new location will be open in November and December for takeout, delivery, and catering before the grand opening of the dine-in restaurant in February. Down in southern Alberta, Devin and Brian from Hickory Street have been looking to make the move from the town of Sterling into Lethbridge, and they have found a temporary location there for the winter months. They will be taking over the Swirls location at 1701 Mayor McGrath Drive South in Lethbridge starting November 16th through February. The Sterling location is now closed, for at least for that time period. More details to follow. This is exciting news for both of these great businesses and friends, and we wish them all the best on their new adventures. Okay, folks, time for that giveaway I've been teasing this episode. The Grill Dads have graciously offered up a prize package consisting of each of their three salt and pepper rubs, chocolate chili, sour cream and onion, and three chilies, and each of their three juicy bird brines, lemon thyme, maple chili, and Italian blend. What you need to do to get into the draw is visit www.thegrilldads.com, check out the recipe section, and then email me to tell me which recipe you'd like to try with the set of rubs and brines. The email is eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. Please put in the subject line, Grill Dads Contest. The deadline for entering will be 10 p.m. Mountain Time on Wednesday, November 23rd, and the winner will be announced on Saturday, November 26th. One entry per person, please, and the draw is limited to listeners in Canada and the United States. I'm always looking for guest ideas for the show, so email me at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com if there is someone you'd like to hear from. You can find me online at eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at www.albertabbqtrail.ca where you can check out the listing of barbecue joints here in Alberta and then get on out there and give them some support. If you're not in Alberta, get out to your local barbecue joints and show them some love. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. That's a wrap, everybody. See y'all next week and keep on smoking. <laughs>